Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No joke, this is Harson's Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a bus stop. It does look like a bus stop. Wow. Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. Episode 10, Season 2. Episode 10? Sen- Episode 10, Season 2. Yeah, fresh, yeah. Fret, hot and fresh off the back of testing, testing in Bahrain. Yeah, we held today's podcast. We didn't release it at midnight last night because we wanted to watch testing. And boy, oh boy, do we have some stuff to talk about. There was a lot that happened. I learned a lot because last year, I don't believe we watched Bahrain testing last year. No, well, it, we had Barcelona testing last year. Don't know where that's gone. They didn't do it this year. It's only having one testing. They did. They did. They didn't film it. Oh, really? Yeah, they're in Barcelona testing, I'm sure. Okay, we'll cut that bit out. I don't, I don't know for sure. Oh, well, we have confirmed we survived Silverstone as well. Last time we spoke, we were going to run the lap of Silverstone. We did make it round. We are back. It was, back t- in it the was touch and go. It was tough. It, I mean, we nearly didn't make it. We cut a few corners. We did cut a few corners. That video will be out on the running channel with Red Bull. So hopefully you guys get to see that very soon. And then it was my birthday. Yeah. Yes. I had lots of fun on my birthday. I'm Two a day celebration. Older. Yeah, had a two-day celebration, went home, saw some friends, came back to London, went out last night, and here we are. Testing is over. I know Fab's notebook has been in full swing. I have done my classic and screen-grabbed a few things as well. Nice. So I feel like today's episode is going to be a really interesting one as we dig into these cars. It's going to be interesting because I I basically took a lot of notes, but I didn't really know what any of it meant. Okay. So, and I did a lot of listening to Crofty. There was a lot of listening today. I believe the guy in the commentary box with him was Anthony Davidson. Yes. Now, why don't you explain to me who, for the people who are listening who don't know, who Anthony <laughs> Davidson is? Why would you do this is? to me, though? You know I don't know. I don't know who Anthony <laughs> Davidson is. A, a racer, apparently. He does a terrible <laughs> David Croft impression. But I will say... That that made the uh, commentary a lot more entertaining because it was like three hours long. So they must yeah. have struggled to know what to talk about. Well, mate, they did. It's nice to know that you know even someone of of Crofty's caliber still can be a bit clueless when you're sat there during testing. What do you talk about? It is a long time, three hours. They pulled in Felipe Dragovic. It's very strange Big. to watch Felipe out there when we're looking back at a leaderboard behind us and we got Felipe and Oscar who have set times, and now they're both out there driving. What we have been talking about over this last year, we're starting to realise it. We're starting mm. to actually see it happening. We've always said, like, these guys have been to our house and we're going to see him on TV. And there it was, like, Oscar and Dragovic. Yeah, it feels very strange now. Sick. So cool. It is really, really cool. 
And it's great to see Dragovic getting that chance. Uh, chance. I swear on the pod with Dragovic or before, I said, or maybe to Will, that, that for the first race of the season, Lance Stroll is going to get injured and Felipe is going to step into the car. I made that joke. If anyone remembers hearing that, please message and tell me what pod that was in. Because I swear I've said that. Well, the Called first it. race of the season is in nine days. Yeah. Well, I'd take it for testing if I got it for that. So let's say, for instance, Lance was still like not very well for practice mm. and then even qualifying, but then by the race he was good. Do you think he would do the race or do you think they'd give it to Felipe? I think it would be Lance's 100% if he's fit enough. Like but what, if, what if Felipe does like the qualities or at least the practices? Well, do you remember, it happened last year with De Vries, didn't it? Where if he'd done a certain something, he had to do the race. Because you remember he did like practice in a Williams... And then he, like, raced for Aston Martin? Or was it the other way around? Other pra- way around. Yeah, he did a practice in an Aston Martin and raced for Williams. No, he did a practice in a Williams and raced for Alpha Tauri. Oh, God. <laughs> was that it? It's, I don't know. It's one big quiz. I one think big that maze. was it. I think that was it, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and seeing Nick out on track as well, seeing the rookies go. We've made many notes. I don't know if anyone sat and watched all the testing as well. I assume a lot of people did. Yeah. We did. Well, we didn't quite catch all of it because it was on quite early. Oh, yeah, we did skip the bit that was really early. Had a bit Sorry of a late night that. last night. So, um, But we have some notes, guys. So before we uh, go any further, why don't we dive straight into... Fab's Notebook. Uh-uh, breaking news. Before you jump into Fab's <laughs> Notebook, I want to jump into a little something. <laughs> Hit I want, me, baby. Uh, it's from Matt Daniels, 1986. I'm quite liking monitoring the messages on Pitstop because people are sending in, like, cool stuff. 1986, so he is... 14 plus 22, 23, 37. Right. I think. I think it'd be 37. Well done to <laughs> But anyway, yeah. Matt has messaged us. Matt. Just a little nugget of information. It's only little. And obviously there's a slight chance that it, if this isn't real, I haven't proof checked it. But to me, it sounds pretty accurate. Go on, nugget, man. Lewis Hamilton starts this season with more wins, 103 wins, than everyone else on the grid combined. No. Apparently, every other racer on the grid has only got 90 wins between them, and Hamilton has got 103 on his own. Wow. Yeah, I when he said that, I thought, wow, I've got to say that on the pod. That's pretty crazy. Because Vettel would have had loads, right? But Vettel's gone now. Yeah, what about that? Fernando? Yeah, Alonso will be carrying the numbers now, and Max. You've got to Google that. But, it, it, yeah, when you lose Vettel, you can see why. 103 wins is quite extraordinary, mate. It is, but it's a long, expansive career now, man. The thing about Lewis is that he doesn't look old. No. Lewis could still be our age. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's so fit as well. Do you know how old he is? Like 34? He's like 38, mate. What? He's 38 years old. Well, yeah, 103 wins is pretty impressive. The other screen grab I've got, even though you want to get into Fab's notebook. Hang on, (laughs) Fernando Alonso's only got 32 wins. Yeah, see, well, that's that's why there's such a big gap. You're going to like this. Did anyone notice Haas's um, box, what do you call it, on the side of the track? Their pit wall. So box. Haas uh, deliberately have a smaller pit wall this year because it saves them £250,000 a race. Really? Yes, by what? not transporting it. So, so, so when it scrolls past every other team's pit wall, they're massive and it looks really good, yeah? No joke, this is Haas's pit wall. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a bus stop. <laughs> like a bus stop. Wow. I don't know if anyone else has seen it. It's just a tiny little image with three so chairs So you've only got three people on the pit wall? Well, yeah, I'd assume so. How does that work? 
They must just have more back at the factory. We saw Ruth Buscombe. We did. Buscombe. Remember the bus? So, yeah, we did see Ruth Buscombe. On TV. To be fair, after going to the Red Bull factory, which we did the other day, and they have all that comms inside, like where everyone sits, I can see why they would have less people at the track. If it costs so much Definitely. money and you can do it all back there, they have no delay. Yeah. Yeah, they said, they, said, they said there's no delay between Red Bull HQ and any circuit they go to apart from Australia where there's like a 0.04 second latency, which is, yeah, nothing. Yeah, fine. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so I just thought I'd show you Haas's pit wall. The factory tour was pretty cool at Red Bull, actually. They told us to not take any notes, so I took my phone out and I took a load of notes of the engine <laughs> and everything else, so that'll be coming in a separate episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into Fab's, Fab's notebook. notebook. Guys, welcome back to Fab's Notebook. We have just finished off Bahrain testing day one. Oh, great day it was as well. It was a great day. I actually learned a lot because we've just been sat here listening to everyone talk. I learned a lot about there's new tyres coming in. Warning, warning, warning. The battery on the laptop is about oh, to die. No. Okay, Fabs is just going to quickly go on an epic adventure to uh, save, save the day. Basically, if the laptop dies, we will lose everything we've done so far because everything is plugged into the interface. So, Fab, yeah. run as fast as you can. It's, the it's clicking away. It's red. My legs are still Bright, bright red. Yeah, me and Fab came back and used all of the fitness stuff we spoke about on the podcast before. We're sat here with these fitness recovery bands over our legs. Wow, the recovery socks were insane. They were good. Very, very good. Yeah. If you're an athlete, which I'm not, but if you are listening, try them out. Mm. I feel recovered. <laughs> good. Good. Uh, so my notes, basically, Jake, are a bit all over the place. So I'm going to have to kind of sort through and pick and find some interesting stuff. Mm. Um, but the first thing that you and me said, as soon as we went on, we were watching the we were watching Lewis go around from the yeah. car cam, and you said, "Where's the bloody nose cone?" Mm. That's a bit strange. Well, it's just a camera angle, isn't it? I mean, and that's when we started talking about the placement of the wheel from that camera behind the head where you see a bit of the helmet and then yeah. the halo you used to be able to see the front nose cone over the top of the halo but the way it's adjusted the way the camera's in there now and aimed down at the helmet you can't see the nose cone on the ferrari you can only see a little bit of it and it makes the car look like it's a completely different shape well i don't know if it's just me like because it's you know second year in now and i'm starting to pick up on more shit but to like watching that today i realized how different the cockpit setups are for mm. everyone like we watched Sergeant in the Williams. Yeah. Williams' screen is mounted on the car rather than actually on the steering wheel, which I don't know why they do that. How on earth could you concentrate? Because <laughs> you've got to think the, the gears are on the thing, right? Yeah. So you're, And they change so many buttons on the remote as it is. The remote, thing is, the you, wheel, sorry. If you're turning the steering wheel, it's gonna, your hand's going to get in the way of the screen if it's not mounted That's on the I wheel. That's what I mean. So why, why have Williams always done that? I don't know. That is it. It's got to be their preference. Surely the drivers could change that. It's got to be their preference. Maybe it's just it costs more money to put it on the wheel and than it is to. Maybe they're really trying to save cash. I don't know. There'll be people out there that know. Even the way that his steering wheel was, though. Logan's steering wheel was literally right up in his chest. Right up in his chest. He sat there with his arms almost like bent up. And then Alonso's one looked a bit further away. You could see the whole wheel. You could see the screen. Everything. Oh, even hearing the word of Fernando Alonso gets me excited Fernando Alonso, right you are P2. P2. In day one of testing. Wow, what a performance. Yeah, it's... um. Obviously, Crofty was talking about whilst he's on, and you've got to remember, you, ca you can't get carried away by any of the times, but it is your first look at 
it's your first look at the cars. Like, you know, if you're a fan, you're going to get excited about these these times. And it's going to be probably as, as good, maybe, as they'll get this year. Who knows? Who knows? There's a lot of money spent on Aston Martin. Yeah, I, I do think there is. And I think I think Fernando's took that seat. No, New wind tunnel. Quicker than Alpine, hopefully. I think so. How interesting was all that wind tunnel stuff that he was talking about? I'm sure you've made notes on that. I wish I had. Um... <laughs> But I didn't. I, it, I mean, all, saying, all I wrote down was Crofty talking about wind tunnel times. It basically means that Aston Martin have like 118, I think, more goes in the wind tunnel than Red Bull. I think Aston Martin get like 320 goes, mm-hmm. roughly, sessions, whatever that, whatever that consists of. And yeah, they said like... Red Bull get like 200. They had some more, but yeah. they get that penalty for last year as well. Yeah. Well, when they broke it down like that, it was really interesting. But they don't, Aston Martin don't get to use their wind tunnel until like halfway through the year anyway, because it's not finished yet, right? That's what I hear. Yeah, but surely they'll be using someone else's. And I wonder if you can pick when you use it. Like, do you reckon you can go, I'll do 10 this this week, I'll do 20 next week? I really don't know. Or do you reckon you have to put it in there for a day and run it through like 50 times? And what does it even do? Well, you got to think, they get like, so let's say they get roughly 300 goes in it, and you got 20 races. I mean, you would do it before every race for the track, right? And then, so multiple times per track. So Maybe. 10 times, 20 times per track. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Red Bull having less isn't going to affect them, is it? I mean, what we've just seen today is the world champion come out and do 150 laps. How is he not absolutely shattered? That's shocking, isn't it? To, to just stay as the quickest driver out there, do 150 laps. Imagine the data Red Bull have took away from that today because he's the best driver on the grid, just going round and round and round. These, I was saying a fab when we were watching it, like you can't really practice other than out the sim, but to give the world champion 150 laps round Bahrain is like priceless. He, he will be a better driver after that testing session. Do you know how far he went? How many, like, what it... I don't know, 150 laps. Yeah, it was 500 miles. He did 500 miles. 500 miles, like, pulling that G-force, driving around that track. I, we did 11 laps in a go-kart, yeah. and I thought my body was about to fall apart. Well, they say after a race, you lose all that body weight. They say how, how hard one race is. That would be, like, nearly three races worth of laps. And he's just... I know it was, it was spread out. It wasn't, like, in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah. They had little breaks in that, and they pit, and... But either way, that is, um, that's quite a feat. And then it's quite cool to think like, yeah, we do know Brad. And yeah, think, I, was, like, I was about to say what you said, like mad props to Brad because he's the guy who's training this, this lad. For to sure. Be he's the, he's the, we always see him out there in Monaco training him, making sure his diet's all right. And you're thinking, wow, if this person can go and do that, he's world champion. Brad must be smashing it. Yeah. And if we're friends with this guy, then why the fuck aren't we world champions? <laughs> why are we so why am I sat here on a sofa like this? <laughs> Yeah, my, my takeaway from Red Bull was um, I do expect them to be very quick. Shall we go gym tonight? No. Bro. No gym tonight. Love Island's on tonight, mate. And it's the second half of movie night. Um, Remember? Oh, we can watch it on repeat. No, we have to watch it live. Love Island. I can't believe we're talking about this on the Pit Stop yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's, let's cut away from that. Eh? So. <laughs> um, I must say, after the stuff, after the hate that I gave to Alpha Tauri for their livery, not really liking it. I must admit, the actual shape of their car when it's coming down towards mm. you on the circuit, I think it looks really nice. I said this in the last pod, I think. The cars look a lot more boxy this year. Mm-hmm. They look a bit more angular, especially that the front, like the nose bit that comes out, you know, not the actual wing, but the, the pointy bit at the front of the car. Yeah. Just looks more square. Not on all of them, but on the Alpha Tower, it looks really nice. 
But there is a bit of confusion between the Alphataris and the Haas this year. They were talking about that, weren't they? They were saying, what would happen if they had to change? Who would be the one to make that decision? Could the FIA tell one of them to change? And then it would be, who do, who do they change? But then it made me think, like, wow, imagine if you did have to submit your car, and then if someone else had a similar one, you could say you have to change it. Like, there was a deadline, and the teams could submit their car to, like, the FIA. Yeah. That would actually be quite cool, but then it wouldn't be worth it, because they are all different colours, really. I mean, before they, they actually spoke about it on the TV, I did write down, do you reckon the cars can change their livery still, like, this late in the game? But then, do you remember... Um Last year, um, I think Alfa Romeo did it this year as well, but last year Alfa Romeo's car came out in testing, like all camouflage. Yeah. And I was like, wow, look, look at their fucking livery, it's awesome. And then it, they obviously, it wasn't that. Yeah, so well, Alpine's is going to start pink. Exactly, for the first yeah. Race. So yeah, you do, I think they do have a bit of adjustment period. Mm. I think, but the problem is the car, the whole look of the car is pretty much down to the sponsors. Because like the sponsors say, we want that amount of branding, we want to buy that. I don't know how it works, but I assume it's like we want to buy that placement spot. And you've got to think if that brand's logo is like a certain color, yeah. then the rest of the car has to pretty much go with it. So a lot of the coloring of the car is done predominantly by the sponsor. And I think it's done really well on the Williams with that Duracell battery. Yeah. Is it Williams? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that Duracell battery over the halo <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and really cool, over the camera at the top is actually really cool. Yeah. Like that's a really good way of Smart putting placement idea. in. The McLaren looks lovely. Do you know what I was thinking? Of? Yeah. Oh, my God. i got yeah. to say, the McLaren does look unreal. Do you know what I didn't think looked unreal? Go on. Was the Red Bull. Now, mm. I have a theory behind this, right? And it's all literally just come together in my head as wow. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm ready. Do you remember we went to the Red Bull factory and they showed us, like, the outside of the car and they showed us the different kinds of yeah, paint. Yeah, but before you go use. any further, I do remember her saying about us talking about all this stuff on the pod. Are we fine to say this? Yeah, it's a public, so, public, public tour. Yeah, you sure? Well, yeah, Red Bull. I mean, it's nothing bad anyway. Red Bull. <laughs> Imagine if I just blew the lid or fucking everything right now. Dude, there's a knock at the door. Dude, dude, dude. Every single team starts doing really well. Um, they change their paint on their car, like the color of it, depending on whether it's a night race or a day race. Yeah. So it looks better in different lighting. Like when it gets, when if it's a night race, they'll change the, like the yellow. So it's a bit more fluorescent. So it stands uh -huh. out. But they've been testing all day. So it was like broad daylight earlier. I thought the car looked fire. Then it got dark. I didn't think it really stood out that much. So maybe, I'm just thinking now, they just had the daytime paint on. Definitely. And it got to dark and it just looked a bit underwhelming. That's mad that Red Bull have different paints for the time of the race. Because mm. uh, that, that means they'll have to respray the cars in between the races. That's an extra added thing. Like, I didn't even ever think about that. I reckon they just transport different ones already painted up. You reckon? You reckon they yeah. got enough? Yeah, the Red Bull, innit? Yeah, it's Red Bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah the, the Red Bull doesn't really stand out as very different. The Mercedes looks beautiful. Mercedes looks mean as hell. Love it. It is quite strange seeing it like all black around the cockpit though because it makes it look like where he sat is tiny because like all the outing of the inside bit's black. Mm. So it looks like his seat is actually tinier than Mercedes. When the light hits it, you can see it's all carbon as well. Really yeah, cool. no, it is, it is really nice seeing the cars out on track. I think the Williams looks... Very, um, I feel like the Williams and Alpine look quite similar from the front, but you know, as we get going through the season, speaking of Williams, I have yeah. a question for you Who, in your honest opinion, do you think is going to be the Nicholas Latifi of 2023? <laughs> Who is going to be sat at the back, or do you think it's it will move around? You know, it could be a different person every week, or do you think we're going to see you know one candidate that's just going to be sat? in last place for most of the season. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't reckon... I actually don't reckon we'll have someone just sat at the bottom. Like, who's just never... I think we'll have people that, like, won't score points mm. again. Like, that's quite likely. But then I, d- I don't know, really. Are you saying Latifi is someone that's crashing all the time or Latifi and someone that's just always Latifi last? Latifi was just always last, wasn't he? I, I, I'll admit, like, I, I don't have the strongest hopes for, like, Yuki. I, I know that's really, really hard to say. I, I do like Yuki. Not him. I think the car. I don't really have the strongest hopes for AlphaTauri. If I had to think logically. Yeah. I would have to say Sergeant. Yeah. I mean, no one's expecting him to be anywhere higher than like midfield. So people would be expecting Sergeant to probably be lower down. Yeah. It's like Will was saying, he's... Albon might come like in points half the races this year. If he does, Williams will be buzzing with that probably. Yeah. If Sergeant's even remotely close to Alex, it'll be a good year. No one's expecting him to step in and you know, not the quickest car to step in and do something incredible. I think it's easy to dish dirt on the odd Williams, but then like you said, you do have uh, an Alex Albon who was doing all right last year. Like mm. he didn't get points. So. He's a really good driver. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, he, and, and he's getting better, there, which is really good. There's something, probably, this is probably the highlight of Fab's notebook, to be honest. Oh, coming really? Up, is it coming, coming up? up right now, I wrote it in capital letters. Oh, my God. Um, and I'm fairly sure this is happening. I don't know if you heard it either, so I'm going to surprise you right now. There is a new mandatory qualifying format coming this year to two races. Okay. Asterix. Might not be fact, but I'm fairly sure it is fact. They're doing it for two qualifying sessions this year. They're doing it mandatory. So in Q1, you have to use hard tires. Q2, you have to use mediums. Huh? And Q3, you have to use softs. And everyone has to, has to stay on those tires. And are they doing that so that people can't... Because you used to have to start the race on the ones you qualified on, right? Yeah, they're doing that. So that I people use know, all three tyre compounds? They, uh, I don't know. Crofty was like, why change something that isn't broken? Qualifying is fine how it is. Maybe they're just trying to switch it up and for also a new year. And also the whole idea is wiped out if that's a wet race. If qualifying's wet, they won't be able to even do that. Yeah. That, that is kind of right. Like, why would you change something that isn't broken? Like, I don't get that because I think that's actually one of the beauties of qualifying when someone starts on them tyres. But then at the same time, it's like the sprint races. People are like, why do we need them? You know? I but guess it makes it sense. It's quite exciting to just have a little change and see how the drivers adapt. It does. I'm thinking about like why they do different tyre compounds. It makes sense for the third heat because you'll have the 10 quickest drivers with the quickest tyre compound and they'll be fresh. Mm. Everyone will be out on soft freshers. But I'm thinking for the first heat, you're going to have 20 drivers out there on hards. Surely hards take longer to warm up. Well, I mean, I don't know. If that is true, if what I've just said is true, which you, there's a good chance it's not, but if it is, then we'll just have to wait and aren't and see, they taking mate. out tyre blankets even more this year and then next year? Tyre blankets are gone. They're reducing the heat. They reduced the heat of them, didn't they? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure next year tyre blankets are gone. No mm. more tyre blankets. So you're going to have to warm up. Maybe that's why they're trying to introduce stuff like this now. We're like bonfires underneath the wheels and <laughs> spinning them around. 
I, I actually that reminds me i thought they should add something to testing obviously i it's testing so they couldn't add anything originally i said they should do a sprint race didn't i, I said why don't they just do a sprint race there make it entertaining they're never going to do that oh, testing. yeah i know they're never going to do that but yeah. then i thought what could they do that would like add something mm-hmm. like maybe on like day three like at the end of the day they just you know like in fe they do like the battles 1v1 yeah, they just get like two people out on track and they just do laps and they just time it and then whoever gets quicker goes through and someone would win this thing at the end of the day like everyone because everyone's doing speed laps anyway they could just time the speed laps compete them against put them against someone and do yeah. it FE style that would just, I don't know I'm just trying to think how can they make testing a I little ha- bit more half the teams are still trying to be secretive though aren't they I mean today well, yeah, that's what I was thinking you know we spoke about this a lot what happened with McLaren today and again I know it's testing and I know that they're not trying to get the fastest lap necessarily. They're just going for data. But, I mean, with the McLarens all the way down the bottom, are they sandbagging? Well, That's I lo- the term that you Do you know you what? Use. I love that word because I remember exactly about a year ago, we were like, what is that? We were trying to figure out, like, what that would mean. I still didn't really know what it was. Well, it, it just basically means extra weight, not putting your engine modes up as much. Like, you've got to think. They're bluffing. These, these teams are smart enough to know that if they add a certain amount of weight to the car, that would be that in time. So mm. it doesn't matter what we see on TV. They've got their own data back at the factory knowing they added the weight. So so there could be sandbagging. Or, or maybe they're not, <laughs> and maybe they're not going to be very good this year. And then you said, if they're not good this year, does Lando leave McLaren this year? At the end of this year? If they're no good, what kind of position is Lando in? It's, do you know what? Firstly, I do think McLaren are sandbagging hard. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think if... I'm going to just take a gamble. And if I'm wrong, like obviously it will come back to bite me in the arse. But I reckon they are a little bit quicker than that. And like there's added weight. But if both of their drivers suddenly look really quick in testing, everyone's going to be like, whoa. Yeah. And so I said that I reckon there's more weight in Lando's car, less in Oscar's to keep them like close. Mm. And then they'll be at the bottom, but they'll have their times anyway. But what I was, what you just said, yeah, if, if that isn't sandbagging, and I know it's testing day one, it means absolutely nothing. Like realistically, if Lando isn't got, got a quick car next year, I do worry a little bit because like, he is he is going to want to win and he is a really quick driver. Where where could he possibly go? He would take Perez's seat at Red Bull like that. He would probably get a seat at Ferrari Lando like that. Max. He would. Oh, I don't, and know, I, I and don't know Max and him are friends. And Max and him are friends. I saw a video from the other day where Max picks his dream team and he says it would be with Lando. Right. Can you imagine And he that? says the uh, principal would be Christian Horner. Imagine the chaos. Yeah. Like, Lando and Max at Red Bull. Danny Rick has his dreams shattered. <laughs> like, oh, I've been doing media for a fucking year <laughs> trying to get a fucking seat and now Lando comes in and takes it off me. <laughs> no, but then what about Ricardo back to McLaren? Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one. I'm not worried for Oscar because it's his first year. Like, there's so much pressure on him, but it's still his first year. Mm. You know, he's, he's a rookie. He's got a lot to learn. There's been a lot of hype about Oscar. And I feel like our view is tainted a bit more because we've we've been in, involved in it so much. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. Like, it's really tough. 
I'll be honest, it's the first time we've ever watched testing and actually understood what was going on. But what, it's still steady on? on. Steady yeah, on. No, yeah, we still don't know exactly I mean, I was what's just watching on. cards go around a track. I don't really know what was going on. No, but on. what I mean is that it's the first year we've watched it and been able to try and take on a bit of the stats stuff. But realistically, the numbers do mean nothing because cars are going out there trying the new tyres, trying yeah. like metal grills. Some people are doing 150 laps. Testing out fl- that flow stream paint, whatever they want to call it. Yeah, the, the green fluorescent stuff. paint. That's yeah. clever. Really clever. I like and they that. said they said though that it does dry after like sort of turn three, well, after chipping chipping down the straight after turn three, the paint is dried, so you don't get a whole lap out of it. Then they bring it back and uh, LED scan it right and see how it's is that rushed true? off. Yeah, that's they bring it back to the garage, they run an infrared light over it, and then they can take a picture of it. The and infrared see how light is fucking Adrian Newey's eyeball, like he's half cyborg. <laughs> he just scans the car with his eye. Probably does. Um, <laughs> Yeah, everyone's been tested. The one thing I will say is if Red Bull weren't at full power today, then everyone is in trouble. But it just shows. Do, do we say Fernando Alonso is going to maybe do something in the Aston Martin or do we just say, oh, it's a lucky lap in testing? I think this is the best opportunity that he would have to do bits in probably his last couple of years of racing. You reckon? I don't think he's going to be around for too much longer. He could, he could be here next year, I reckon, still. You make it sound like he's dead. He's not dying. He'll be around. Yeah, he he'll be, be around. In, he he just, won't be yeah, in Formula on One. On the F1 maybe. track. Well, I hope he does. I hope he has a couple more years. I'd just love to see him back in a in a competing car, like a, one one of the fronts. Fully imagine the next few days, he's always at the top in testing, comes to Bahrain, puts himself on pole in an Aston Martin. Imagine Checo goes out, or Max like has to miss a race, and Red Bull are like, now nah, we want Alonso to take the seat. So they don't got, even give it to Ricardo. Yeah, when Ricardo's yeah, yeah. there. They so get Alonso. Felipe drives, he's like, oh, fucking hell, guys. Again. I thought I'd be racing again. <laughs> Felipe Drogovic takes Alonso's seat at Aston Martin. Alonso's in the Red Bull and he wins by 15 seconds. <laughs> it was, that I actually, do you know what? I've got so many takeaways from watching that today because it was amazing watching Felipe get that much time in the car. You got you got to imagine him like before he got that call. He got it two days ago yeah. and told he was getting that. But he knew he was a reserve driver this season, probably expecting to get like maybe P one and maybe a P one this year in that car. He might not have been expecting to drive that F one car much. Out of nowhere, he's in it testing like going round and round and round and round. Yeah. That's invaluable. It's really cool, really cool that he's getting experience. Mm. And he was quick. He, well, it's so tough because what are you really comparing it to? Like, what, what, whose times are you comparing to? Oh, in a way, I kind of just wish, you know, I wish Lance all the best, but I also wish he doesn't quite make it back yet because I want, <laughs> I would like to, I want to, race to do the first over. race of the year. It's good that they've got that driver lineup, though. Like, it just shows how important reserve drivers are. You never know when they're mm. going to get pulled in. Do you want to know what else is important? Go on. The mirrors on an F1 car. So important that they made them bigger this year. The, the wing mirrors? The wing mirrors, yeah. So they're bigger on all cars or do you on, get like a... On all cars. They're a bit more widescreen. A bit more. You can see a bit more. Which is... Uh, they've, they've obviously realised the importance of it because I think there was a few incidents last year. I mean, it happens in general, but where people like pulled out. You know, Lance pulled out in front of Alonso. Are they cameras now? No. No, it's glass. Um, so I haven't read that somewhere. I swear I've seen somewhere that they were looking at introducing them as cameras. Really? Just so they could get a wider shot or something. And then you that would the, make, that would and make the garage work. could like 
I don't know if this is true. This could be complete bullshit. But apparently they do it, look at it, so the garage could, like, control the camera. So that if there was a car coming, like, outside, the garage could, like, move it a bit and you could see the car. Bloody hell, Harry. Because obviously you've only got a certain angle when you're looking in a car forward. That sounds crazy. What if there's someone, like, coming a bit further out you can't see? They could move it a bit and you'd see them. Apparently they're also fitting two 10-inch monitors I also don't know if I completely made that up. <laughs> or if I've heard that. If that isn't a thing, like, Red Bull, come on. Do it. They should do it. Um, I've got one final thing on Fab's notebook here, but again, it's it's quite interesting. Not really F1 related in a way, but Crofty was talking about it on the comms. He said, apparently, well, I think Anthony Davidson said this, 70% of younger siblings are more successful than their older sibling. Wow, what, in like a competitive nature? Yeah, when it comes to athletes, I think normally... Not normally, but you know. Yeah, when it comes to athletes, that would that I could I could, could definitely see it. Like when you said, because you're always competing with your like older brother or older sister. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Like even thinking back to when I was a kid. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, Alonso has an older sister. Leclerc has an older brother. Lando has an older brother. George Russell has an older brother. Lance Stroll has an older sister. I'm sure their older brothers and sisters are doing plenty good stuff as well, though. You know, let's not discredit uh, uh, Yeah, well, yeah, it depends how you judge, you know, what's good or not. I, no, I definitely get what you mean. Like, for example, if you're an only child, I reckon it would be harder. But then Oscar's an only child. Is he? Yes. He told us, didn't he? he I guess he did, yeah. Yeah, he did. And that's another thing you've got to think about. I reckon a, a lot of, like, racing careers aren't able to happen because, like... You might have a brother or sister that your parents have got to be able to look after and then they can't travel well with you. They can't... It's, there's so much more that goes into it. There's we, a lot of factors, yeah. There's so much more that goes into it. And I mean, it's even more amazing because Drive Survive comes out at midnight tonight. It does. And we, we're probably going to sit up all night and watch all of it. I genuinely reckon we sit and binge the whole thing. Like, just watch the whole thing. Yeah, it's going to be like nine, ten episodes, isn't it? Yeah, that's fine. They're only like 45 minutes each. We're going to be here till fucking nine in the morning, bro. It'd be interesting to see the different story. Have you seen what Lando's done? Have you seen the videos he's done? What? He watched it back? Reacting to trying to survive and like ripping them to shreds. He's like, I wasn't even arguing with Daniel there. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, they took the audio from that race. I wasn't even arguing with Daniel. And then oh, he, wow. And then he, when there's a clip of them, there's like a clip of Will Buxton. He's like, the tension between these two was really rising. And Lando's like, no, it isn't. And there's like a video of them playing. It's just so I funny think, to watch. So Matt and Tommy from P1, they got early access to watch it. And so I watched their a bit of their live stream earlier. They were talking about it. And um, I think Matt gave it a 7 out of 10. Mm. He said there's less of those narratives now. Like it is more legit. There's less like bullshit stories made up and stuff. Um, but there were a few things that annoyed him. And I can't remember what he said. So We'll give our review once we've watched it. I mean, yeah, for sure. Because this is like a Drive Survive podcast, so people want to know what yeah. we think. It's important what we think. Also, Matt hasn't like texted us and said that we're in it. No, either. so that's so a, that's significantly worrying, guys. A bit bummed about yeah. that. That is. Have you seen what Williams are doing as well? Untold story. Nope. Williams, because obviously, to be fair to them, they don't get that much time in Drive Survive. Like mm. they just don't. Right, last year, not much happened for them, and um, they've been filming like almost their own one. And they released the channel art for it and it looks just like Drive Survive and it's called The Untold Story and it literally just looks exactly like Drive Survive and it's two episodes long, but it's like Williams' season. Wow. And I quite like that they've done that. But then it made me think, wow, if all the other teams latch on to that, everyone's going to end up owning their own content. Well, Alfa Romeo have one. Yeah, Alfa Romeo do one. What's it called again? 
Um, oh, I can't remember. Beyond the Buscombe? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> yeah, that's the <laughs> one. Something like that. <laughs> it is actually really strange to just see him Vasora at um, Ferrari. Yeah, and who's the new guy that they've got at McLaren? Um, His name is also Andrea, I think. Andreas, it's not Andreas Seagull, is it? Andreas Seagull has gone down for a man. It's not the Seagull, no, it's the, it's the new guy. Andreas Seagull is, what's it, who's that? Adam Seagull. Adam, Andreas Seagull is Adam Seagull, just to clear that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now the Alfa Romeo team principal. Alfa Romeo? Yeah, Adam Seagull's at Alfa Romeo? I'm pretty sure he's a new team principal, yeah, he replaced for Saw. No way. Yeah. So if we ever spend a little bit of time with Alfa Romeo again this year, we might meet Adam Seagull. <laughs> there, is, there is a little actual But we don't actually chance. know his real name. Andreas Seagull. Is his Siegel. real name? Siegel. Siegel, isn't it? S-E-I-G-L or something. I don't know. Andreas Siegel. I'll call him Adam. Why did Perez not test today? Do you know? Uh, I actually Googled it, but I didn't really find anything. I didn't really look very hard. Maybe Red Bull just went full test. Well, do you reckon Max will test tomorrow? What I want to know Max is why, why do Red Bull have the power to do that? Like, what if every team was like, yeah, fuck it, all right, we're only going to send one guy out as well, and then there's only 10 people on the grid? Why do Red Bull get to do shit like well, that? Like I would Red Bull's like that kid at school who was like on the, on the what was that list? Pathway, you know pathway. When <laughs> Red you, Bull's on pathway. Yeah, Red Bull's on pathway, and they get allowed. Like if, if they're a bit naughty, the teacher will be like, "Oh, well, don't worry about it." You know For those I mean? of you in America or anywhere else around the world, pathway basically means you're in like year eight, but you're able to take the tests prefect. like a year twelve would. Aren't they called like a prefect? Uh, I don't know. In the states, I think that's what they're called. A prefect. Possibly, yeah. You're just a goody two-shoes and you do all the work and you love the teachers and they love you. <laughs> you were a house captain, weren't you? I was certainly not a house captain, <laughs> mate. No way. What, the Jackson house? I was in Torville. Well, yeah. I, I, going back to what you said about Red Bull, I actually think that is it, it maybe it, when you think about it, maybe it's really clever to just have Max out because... He's going to probably make the least mistakes. And if Perez and Max have exactly the same car and they put the whole of the red team factory on Max for the day and say, look, let's get his stats. Mm. There's no one better out there, probably, to drive that car around over and over again and relay back. But why can't Checo just be out there as well? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it splits the splits the um, garage. To be fair, there's probably an obvious reason why he wasn't out there today. Like, it's, I don't know. To me, it's just, it's just all for the but looks. But then I'm, then I'm thinking, where's Ricardo? As soon as Aston Martin didn't have a driver out there, Dragovic was in. So why didn't they just put Ricardo out for a day if they Ricky. weren't? If Perez wasn't going to race, so I don't get it really. Yeah, I don't understand it. But hey, that's the whole fun of the game. You ain't supposed to understand all of it. No, and we've got another couple of days of testing really to see what makes sense. But my takeaways from testing day one is, let's go Alonso. Like it's good to see him doing a quick oh, lap yeah. no matter what. Yep. McLaren is going to be an interesting one to watch because. Like um, Andy Johnson, is that his name? Anthony Davidson? Anthony, is it Anthony Joshua? Theo Porcher. Yeah, like Theo Porcher said, Lando was really, really pushing it one lap. The same lap like Alonso did. You could see that they're both really pushing, but the McLaren just didn't have the grip in the back. So Oh, really? You could tell he was really going for it. They, they can set their car up, don't they? Because they were talking about how um, Valtteri Bottas has, a, has more of a... He pref if his car is going to slide out, he pr he would prefer for his the front of his car to lose grip rather than the back. Really? So I think that means the front of his car is a bit heavier than the back is. Not sure. Well, you said Fernando Alonso, you notice him changing the buttons more than anyone else. 
I've never really looked at anyone else. I've never really seen them do it. But Fernando Alonso is like, he is changing his brake bias and pressing all these buttons on his steering wheel for pretty much every corner. How are you doing that at 200 miles an hour whilst trying to go around corners and that? Like, the level of knowing where everything is is unbelievable. There's no way he's looking at that screen to scroll through to the... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's all muscle memory. Yeah. You wouldn't even really be able to look down. I'd love to see what a steering wheel looked like when Alonso first raced compared to how it is now. And I wonder what he prefers. I think if you were to ask Alonso, he's one of those guys that would just rather go without the all the bells and whistles. Mm. Because he still loves karting, doesn't he? Well, Crofty said that he would say he would be the best reverse parker on the grid. He thinks Alonso would be the best reverse parker on the grid. Who do you? Well, he just said that on commentary when he was asked it. And I was thinking, who do you reckon it would be? The best reverse parker. I reckon... I reckon George is absolutely terrible at at, at reverse parking into a bay. No, when you put a parallel park in between two cars. I don't know why. I just feel like he would just be like, I don't want to scratch the car. I'm scratch the paint. I'm getting a phone call. I reckon someone like Carlos Sainz would be really good. I don't know why. Yeah, potentially. Who knows? I don't know who would be the best reverse parker. Let us know who you think would be the best reverse parker on our Instagram at Pitstop. We hope you've enjoyed our little podcast after testing day one. It's been a been an interesting day of testing. It's been, it's been eventful. We've learned some things. We haven't understood some things. But hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And next time we speak to you, it will be Monday, which is perfect because it means testing will be over and we'll be able to give you our full review before the season. Maybe we could give like our updated driver's standings because, I mean, <laughs> maybe last time we were a bit ridiculous. Yeah. And... Um, I fancy a little quiz as well. Well, you want to bring a little quiz to the next Yeah, set? but I want to answer the questions. I want you to ask me them. You want to answer the questions? Maybe you could quiz me on stuff that we learn from the rest of testing. Okay, deal. On Sunday, Monday, next week, you're going to get a testing quiz. Or even about Netflix Drive to Survive. Or well, I mean, we're going to discuss that anyway. Yeah. We, we would have watched it. Oh, the next pod's going to be a big one then. We're going to have DTS, testing, and a quiz. Guys, you should be excited for this one. Um, Hells yeah. Please rate the podcast five stars. Hit the follow button wherever you're listening, whether that be Apple or Spotify or Amazon or Google. Or LimeWire. Or LimeWire. LimeWire is a shit, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's actually illegal, though, so we should be, uh, yeah, be quiet about that one. But many years of my childhood spent on LimeWire. Downloaded by polyphonic ringtones. <laughs> Bluetooth. What was the thing we called Bluetooth before Bluetooth? Infrared. Infrared. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you remember buying a song off the back of a magazine and, like, text a number? Before that were, like, MP3 players, and then you had the CD, at the portable CD players. Yeah. They were legit. And then it was iPod. And the second iPod come in. Yeah, I wasn't around for like portable cassette players, really. I was a bit too young for that. Mm. But um, And ladies and gents, before we do leave, don't forget the Discord is coming very, very soon. We're in the final stages of completion. We've had it set up by some amazing guys. The mm-hmm. Discord is coming very soon. Um, we will elaborate on it a bit more once it's out. Like there's a reason behind why we're doing this. We want to bring you guys together, but also there will be a few extra little perks and a few extra little bits and bobs that you guys can get your teeth <laughs> stuck into. Bobs. So <laughs> even if you haven't used Discord, because me and Jake haven't really used it, um, you should check it out. We'll be in there as well. So from time to time, me and Jake will pop in, say hello, give you guys updates and stuff, but hopefully it will just kind of run itself, like a fan-run Discord page. We want it to be a safe environment, so we're making sure it's getting vetted and it's all secure and everything like that. But... That will be coming very, very soon. Yeah, working on lots of exciting stuff. I think the next episode is going to be a big one before the season. And then we've got the 
first race of the season. So, ladies and gentlemen, the Formula One is officially back. Get ready for the new season. Mm. We're going to be right here two episodes a week, and we're going to be going to lots of races, filming lots of videos. So, get ready for an amazing year. Yeah. Can't wait to share it with you. And outside of that, also prepare because the Pit Stop Boys are hitting the road this year. You won't believe. You are giving so much away. You won't believe. You won't believe it. What we are working on this year. All right. Let me just leave it there. Hmm. (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop Podcast. And we'll see you guys on Monday. Later. Later.